0: Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am your hostess, Pat Rulo, and today I am so happy to share one of our recent Firebird Book Award winners. He is Raphael Amadeus Hines, and his award winning book is titled Bishop's War. Raphael is a native New Yorker with a Panamanian, Jamaican, and Irish roots who was born and raised on Manhattan's Lower East Side. Dipping into his early Alphabet City memories, He loosely based many of the characters in his first novel, Bishop's War, on the people he grew up with and adapted many of his own experiences into the book as well. He is a former jazz club owner and restaurateur and has worked in the financial and energy markets for over 20 years. On 9-11, he watched his office, along with the others in the Twin Towers, come crashing down, and like many New Yorkers on that day, he anticipated follow-up attacks to take place throughout the city. Years later, he envisioned a lone citizen soldier preventing these attacks, and the hero, Sergeant John Bishop, appeared on paper. Raphael is the father of three and still lives in the New York City neighborhood where he grew up, and he is personally involved in volunteering, donating, and giving back to those in need. Quite a kind-hearted soul, and I am happy to know him and share him with you. So, here he is. Welcome to the network, Raphael.
1: Thank you so much for that uh, amazing uh, introduction and, and warm welcome. Thanks so much, Pat, and uh, uh, great to be here.
0: Oh, absolutely! You you are amazing. I'm just so honored and thrilled to be able to have this opportunity to uh, to work with you and share you. So congratulations on the win of Bishop's War.
1: Thank you so much. And when you say that I'm amazing. I, I want to just share that with my kids so they know it too.
0: <laughs> Tell them to call me anytime. Yeah, <laughs> Tell them Aunt Patty said that
1: you're yeah. amazing. The, the, the word hasn't gotten around the house yet, so I'm <laughs> good, good to share.
0: <laughs> anytime. I'm, I'm at your service here, my friend. <laughs> All right. Oh, let's, let's talk about your book. Bishop's War, as you say, is a thriller not to be matched for intensity and breathless excitement, not for the faint-hearted. So, with that, you need to give us a peek.
1: You know, I've always been an, an avid reader, of just a voracious reader all all around, but uh, especially you know, I kind of zeroed in on thrillers years back. From going back to Tom Clancy, John Sanford, Vince Flynn, of course, Stephen Hunter, um, the, the, Elmore Leonard, the, one of the, one of the masters in my mind um, Walter Mosley, the list goes on and on. But, you know, I just love zeroing in on characters, great dialogue and great action scenes. And so when I started writing, not having really any idea of what I was doing or where I was going, um, and also growing up in a neighborhood that had a lot of, um, there there was a lot of violence and, you know, it it was a tough neighborhood. Um, and and so a lot of those, the things that happened or the, you know, either we heard about or were witnessed to, and then from the stories I've read, um, it all kind of came together. Um, and, and my goal as I really got into writing was to really create vivid scenes where you can almost, the reader can, can almost feel like they're a part of it or, or, or take something away from it. Um, obviously I was writing for myself. I wasn't really writing for an audience, but, um, but that's been kind of the driver, um, as I continue to try to get better with each sentence that I write <laughs> and each sentence that I continue to put down on paper uh, as I evolve as a writer.
0: Well, you know, you grew up in such a a place with such a rich tapestry of colors and smells and sights and sounds. I mean, there's no other place like where you grew up. And then working as a jazz club owner and working in the restaurant field, you were immersed in all of that. So it's it was kind of a gift to you to, to pull from, I would think.
1: Yeah, it's so true, Pat. I, I would say that, you know, I keep growing up, going back to the block I grew up on when we were just 9, 10, 11 years old, you know, the, the local bar on the corner was kind of like the the, the area, the, the place where all everyone, the cops, the gangsters, all the hustlers, uh, you know, firemen, and, and combat veterans coming back from Vietnam were all congregated right there outside and inside, and, and they would have us as kids just you know, run to the store, run errands. And, but my takeaway was always there's, they were all amazing storytellers. They were all funny too. And, um, and it's when I first started writing, it was their voices that, that really kind of just came back, um, came back to life. Uh, so it's, uh, it's been an honor to try to put some of that down on paper in, in, in a fictional way uh, and try to help craft and, 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 and paint the pictures within my stories.
0: Well, and you do a beautiful, beautiful job of that. We are actually feeling like you're transported to the scenes that you are describing. And it makes me think that all of us, whether we grew up in a very colorful place or not, but every one of us have moments where we can clearly see a storyline or a book or a song. And most often people let that disappear. Was there something that just caused you to say, you know, I'm going to take this and write about it?
1: Uh, it wasn't one thing actually the driver for me. I was actually for work. I would always, fly, I would fly a lot. Uh, this is obviously pre COVID, but you know, I was always getting on planes for the energy markets. And, and so then, uh, um, I picked up a, I would always pick up an airport thrower and the book I was reading was another bestseller. And and I was just reading it. And I'm like, wow, I like this book. I just can't even read another page. I just, yeah, obviously it's subjective. I just, I was like, this is not like it, it just took me back at that moment to all those guys on the corner of my block. And I was like, man, I know I could put something down on paper that, you know, not to compete, you know, with anyone else, but just that it would kind of resonate with me at least, uh, better than this book did. And that was actually the catalyst for me actually starting to write. I had never written anything other than emails. And, um, I just said, all right, let's start. And I was on that plane. I just started, I t- had no idea what I was going to say, or I just started putting down stories of crazy things that happened to me and my friends growing up. And then eventually that evolved into characters appearing on paper, which is one of the coolest things I find about writing mm-hmm. when you have no idea where it's going. And then the picture boy, either. A- uh, the story takes shape, or characters appear and just start talking, and you're just like, "Who's this person?" <laughs> it's pretty cool, but uh, but that was the, the driver and the genesis of of this whole journey, and uh, it's it's been a thrill ride for me personally ever since.
0: I love that. You know, you talk about your characters talking. You do dialogue quite well. Any secrets for any authors who are listening? How does that happen for you?
1: Just being around great storytellers that cadence the way people speak and and it, and it really changes depending on who they are where they're from uh but um you know i i would say the best way to capture dialogue is to speak to people a lot listen to what they're saying and then as a writer just you know, you know mentally try to capture that and and, and try to replicate it uh, people from all walks of life
0: you do a good job with that for sure Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Maybe just give us a small glimpse into the storyline so we can entice folks to uh, pick up the book and find out more.
1: Sure, absolutely. So, you know, John Bishop is uh, a Panamanian Jamaican like me. He grew up on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. It's not autobiographical at all, but. just, you know, I put some some layers of my own experience in there. And, um, you know, he's, his uncle is a crime boss of this Panamanian crime family on the Lower East Side. He hadn't, didn't want anything to do with the, fa- with the family business. He uh, joins the Army at 18, uh, becomes a Green Beret, uh, one of the most decorated uh, Special Forces soldiers um, since Vietnam. And he's coming back 14 years later to reconnect with his family Uh, His loved one and win back his childhood sweetheart, who he's been kind of distant from for the last um, two or three years. And then his second day back, he's walking through uh, Union Square Park in Manhattan with his cousin, and he detects something, and and basically it's it's a terrorist attack um, that he thwarts. He stops the, the the suicide bombers from from hurting anyone, and then that leads to the local cells and the leader of, of, of this local terrorist uh, militia, coming not militia, ma- terrorist group, coming after him and his family, not knowing that his uncle has his own army. so there's battles throughout New York City, and then uh, he, he joins his forces with his special forces team. They come uh, to assist in the takedown, and then they all travel back to Afghanistan to battle the Afghan warlord who set all this in motion. So um, there's a lot of moving parts, battles throughout New York City. Um, off the coast uh, of, of Yemen and, and in the mountains of Afghanistan, um, so it's it has it's many themed. Um, part of it's a love story, <laughs> part of it's obviously an action thriller with um, you know John and his special forces team and, and his uncle's army basically uh, battling terrorists throughout uh, throughout the world.
0: Definitely intense. <laughs> what about research? Do you have to do a lot of research for your book? Yeah.
1: Uh, absolutely i did i did a lot it was actually really fun once i really got into it i've never served in the armed forces and i just you know i just okay i'm going to try to write you know about combat in afghanistan so i was using google earth to find the right valley for ambushes and, and all these different things and i would say the the greatest honor for me personally and as a writer has been the way that my writing has been embraced by uh, mem, you know, veterans, uh, you know, people who are serving actively, uh, even I was getting, receiving emails as when I first, uh, reluctantly self-published, uh, b- uh Bishops, where I was, I didn't think it was good enough, so I didn't think anyone would want to read it. But, uh, once it, that did happen, um uh, I put it on Amazon, um I was getting emails from, uh, you know, forward operating bases in Afghanistan, from soldiers who had, who were reading it while they were, you know, getting mortared. It was really just, uh, I couldn't believe the impact that, you know, me putting words on paper would have on people who are putting their lives on the line, uh, and had endured so much. So, um, it's been truly an honor. And, and now as I continue to write, um, I'm so much more cognizant and aware of, of really being respectful, um, and, and true to, what these you know, heroic men and women uh, have, have done for years and are still doing every day.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a beautiful thing to get some affirmation. And you weren't even looking for that, in fact, quite expecting the opposite and, and to have it received so well. And now it is, wow, now it's a responsibility, as you say, as you move forward with your future books to make sure that you still uphold that and, and honor what you did in the first book.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Pat. And and I've actually, for the book two, I actually sent it out since I had now this network of combat veterans and, and people who were actively serving. I was sending them samples just to get feedback. And they were like, no, actually we wouldn't do it that way. We'd do it this way. So it's been, I mean, just such an honor that people were taking the time to help me, you know, craft, uh, my stories, um, and, and, and just the, the personal rewards and, and just, uh, it's just really, uh, it's been a surreal uh, journey and, and one that I'm just honored uh, to be a part of.
0: Well, well-deserved as well. You know, Raphael, as I'm hearing what you're saying, I'm having some question come in my mind that I would imagine that other authors are probably wanting to ask. So you, you write this book, you've never written before, you put it on Amazon, and now you've got this audience of people who have picked it up people overseas people who are fighting how did they find you what did you do to get it out there I'm sure it wasn't just an accident
1: yeah it's a great question you know but just to give you a little glimpse you know I I had kind of said okay I wrote this book I'm done it was so much fun I was like okay what's my next hobby I just stuck my writing laptop in the drawer and then my mom who was she was terminally at the time she said listen um, you, you know you have no idea how good this book is Just, I won't be here to see it, but she said, do me a favor, you're in sales, just put a good cover on it, whatever you got to do, you know, clean it up and then throw it on Amazon. And she sent me some links on how to self-publish. And and I, so it was kind of, I did it for both of us and it was kind of healing for me as well. Uh, But once I did that, it was, you know, I published it in uh, 2014 or 15, I forget which one, but um, it was 15, I believe. So, you know, it was like promise the mom check, have a book, you know, that that my kids will be able to read someday. And then, um, you know, I I figured I'd sell 50 copies to friends and family and, and kind of that would be it. And that's really what it was for the first, maybe four months. And then like month five, I just glanced at, you know, the stats you can see on KDP and it was, you know, it just started skyrocketing and I'm not sure if it was the cover that originally resonated, um, you know, with veterans and, and members of the armed forces. Uh, but it just, there was a huge leap from, you know, basically zero to 100 a day, and then 500, and then it just kind of, it, it just steamrolled from there. And I think also, you know, I think it's kind of natural with when you have, especially a self-published book, once readers see a lot of reviews, they're less reluctant to take a look.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so it's kind of like a, um, you know, a, a, an effect, chicken and egg. Right. I would have got to look at it. Um, and I know it's a challenge, but I know so many other indie authors who are, who are fantastic writers and just have this beautiful body of work, and it's just always a struggle to find an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I'm really aware of how, how challenging it is. I know that I kind of struck lightning, lightning in a bottle and, and was very lucky and, or, you know, fortunate um, that, whether it was the cover, people just, you know, did the free look inside on Amazon um, and decided to keep reading. You know, it's not easy. I've done a lot of different marketing, tries at marketing to try to throw some gasoline on the fire. and and some work better than others. Um, you know, I could, you know, I'd be happy to to share with any um, indie authors or 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 hopeful authors what my playbook was. You know, on a longer conversation. Okay. But uh, but I, again, I know the struggle isn't easy, and I think a lot, some of it was maybe timing, some was luck. And now that I have an audience, it's obviously a lot easier to continue to sell.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for answering that. It it's always the conundrum for authors as to how to promote their work. So you mentioned book mm-hmm. 2.
1: Yeah, book 2 was published uh summer of 2020. Uh and it's done it's done really well also um and it's it's a continuation of uh John and 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 his team and and the, their journey. Um he was basically okay in end of book 1. Um I'm done with all this. And now in uh in book 2 he's been Asked by the president to uh, to help fight the the global war on terror, foreign and domestic, and multiple enemies from the Russian mob to ISIS and some internal uh, politicians who are are hell bent on on uh, taking him, him, him and his men down. So it's again uh, an action thriller with a lot of moving parts and and the the crime family in the background uh, with a lot of dynamics there. But um, since this is the second book. I, I'm actually prouder of this one because the first one was just like, it just flowed out you know, over mm-hmm. time. And this one, I really had to think through and, and plot <laughs> it out. So I'm actually prouder of book two than I am of book one, if that makes sense. Not I that do. you have a favorite child, but <laughs> <laughs> we kind of all do to, to some degree. But anyway, I, I was really happy uh, with the final result in book two.
0: Oh, excellent. Good, good, good. All right, my friends, as we begin to wrap up, is there anything we missed that you wanted to highlight today?
1: No, I to, I'm working on book three and just doing a lot of the same research. Um, hope, I'm hoping to have it done, you know, within the next twelve months. But uh, you know, not not committing to timing, but um, excited to have the third book in in the Bishop series uh, go live.
0: Excellent, and we're excited as well. Just keep writing, my friend, because you're so so right. good at it. Yeah. So why don't you share any contact information where folks can find your books, learn more about you, anything you want to share.
1: My website, www.RaphaelHinds.com, Raphael with an F, not a PH. <laughs> um, and then on Amazon, uh, Bishop's War, Bishop's Law uh, are both listed there. You can find me on Author Central. I have a bunch of some videos there, um, a bunch of background and, and some highlights on my author page on Amazon, and both books are available in both paperback. As well as ebook. I'm also on Twitter at Raphael Wrights.
0: All right. So, Raphael Hines, it's R A F A E L H I N E S, RaphaelHines.com. The book we talked about was Bishop's War. And so, head over to his website, find out more, get a copy of this book. You, my friend, I'm going to say it again just for your kids. You are amazing. Thank you for <laughs> sharing you and your books today. And we're going to do more, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Pat. It's really been an honor and a pleasure to be here and, uh, and continue to do the great work. I just love everything that you're doing and, and, of course, the fact that all the contributions and the fees for anything are, are all go to such a great cause, to uh, women and children and homeless shelters. Um, it's fantastic and, uh, and even without any awards, I'm happy to help do whatever I can to, to raise awareness and, and raise funds.